Today I'd like us to talk about light. And uh, Steve talked a little bit about it. And uh, I just want to re-emphasize on light. And uh, as we do that, I'd like us to turn to a, the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew five fourteen to 16. Matthew five fourteen sixteen, And as we turn our Bibles to Matthew 5, I want you to look at yourself. Look around to your neighbor. Look around to yourself. Do you feel like you are, you are light? Do you feel like you are the light that Christ is talking about? Do you see yourself as a light? Do you see your neighbor? As you look around, as a light. Because Christ, these are not my words. He says in Matthew 14, and he's talking to people like us. Uh, Matthew 5, 14 to 16, he says that you are the light. I'll just put it on the screen for those of us who do not bring their Bibles. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Let's see what it says in the next one there. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Father, we thank you this morning that your word says that we are light. And indeed, it's you that gives us light, Father. That it's your breath that we breathe in our lungs, in our hearts, oh God. That as we sing, as we raise our voices, as we talk, Father, it's through your power that guides us and leads us, Lord. And today, as I reflect on your message this morning, I pray that may you guide me and lead me, Lord. That I pray that today, because I know that many of us are feeling discouraged, are feeling crowded by clouds, and feeling crowded by things that may not be able to explain, Father. I pray that your light will shine through us this morning, God. I pray for those that have been feeling sick this morning, those that are in hospital this morning. Father, may you send your healing in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God. And today, I pray for those that are feeling lonely. They cannot feel or even see or experience that light in their life, oh God. And I pray, Father, may you surround them with your presence today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's always good and a privilege to stand before you and share the word of God. And my name is Fred, for those of us who are visiting. And 
It's always a joy to, to share the scripture together. When you think of light, I'm not sure what comes in your mind. Because one of the things that I've learned that in, 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 our, in, our, in our own world, in your own space and my space, there's always somewhere where there's a dark corner, where there's a positive corner or it's, a, it's just a corner where you dump everything in the house. There's always that corner that is always... One of the things I've noticed in my own journey, that the more you get used to that duck around you, you somehow find a way to, to move around it, even in the darkness. You know, sometimes in the night when you, you, you probably want to use the bathroom and you, you don't feel comfortable switching on the light in the room, so you, you somehow find your way, you sneak through slowly. And you can easily find your, your place in your own darkness. I was listening for an, to an interview for a friend of mine back at home. He's, um, um, he physically can't see, uh, but he can, he can play music. Nancy knows whom I'm, talk, whom I'm talking about. He can play keyboard, he can play piano, he can preach, he can do anything. As in his... When you tell him that he has a disability, he'll, he'll feel offended because he can literally operate. And he was saying that when he's at home in his own house, though his eyes cannot see, he can still do stuff around his house. It's just, it's ironic that he can move around. He doesn't need assistance within his own house, even at night or whatever time, because you know, he can't see. And today, when I was thinking about light, I was asking myself, is it true that many times, even when we're surrounded by darkness, and because we are so used to sitting around that, those places, it just becomes like normal. You can easily run around, and I can actually... In the dark, I can walk in my house, get to the kitchen, do something in the kitchen without switching on the light. And I've learned that until you step out of your environment, you step out of your comfort zone, you step out of the places you know, until you do that, you realize you can't see. Until you go to somebody's home at night and you find your feet bashing into things, you're trying to get to the bathroom at night because you can't, you can't figure out unless you, put on the, you switch on the light, you can't see. I'm just sharing this realize that it's just not about seeing that it's, it's true 
that when Christ is talking about light, it's not just about seeing. Christ is talking about light in so many ways of our life. That there are so many ways that we actually operate in darkness that we can't see. But also there's so much in the dark. It's not just seeing that there's so much stuff that are operating within the dark that we can't see. Growing up back in Kenya, back in the village, we used to have a home in the village and another place in the city. And we, sh- we used to go back in the village sometimes. And in the village, we used to have leopards, wild leopards, not domesticated leopards. It used to be very rare to see them during the day, but at night, they would be seen somewhere. And I remember one night, my mom had sent me at around 7 o'clock to pick something from my neighbor. And up to today, I can't tell you whether it was a genuine leopard or not. But I saw it running towards me. I saw it coming towards me, and I never turned back to actually look at it. I was carrying milk from a neighbor. The milk itself, I can't tell you where I left it. Because I was running away from this leopard that was chasing me, I assumed because I I didn't even have the strength to look back to see whether it was still chasing me or it ran towards its own direction at night. And from that day, I can tell you, seven o'clock was a no-go-out zone time for me. At seven o'clock. So what are we talking tonight, today? Our theme today is that we are the light of the world. And this message is from Christ. And my message today, if we are the light, we need to walk in the light. If we are the light, we need to walk in the light. Because if you are the light and you walk in the darkness, what will happen? Anybody? What happens when you're light and you're walking in the darkness? Sorry? Bump into things? Anybody else? (laughs) The first thing Christ is talking to us is about repentance. He says that dependence is key to our journey with Jesus, according to the Bible dictionary. But the word dependence literally means the act of changing one's mind. The act of changing our mind. The true biblical dependence goes beyond remorse, regret, or feeling bad about one's sin. It involves more than merely turning away from sin. And that's why we see Jesus. We see Jesus beginning his ministry with the word, repent. 
He says in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 12 to 17. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Friends, today, for us to experience the genuineness, the light that Christ is talking about, we need to think about change of heart, change of mind, change of direction. We cannot continue to operate in darkness yet claim that we are walking in light. Like I've said before, it's so easy to get comfortable around the night you're used to. And many times, because I'm so used to my, my, my darkness around me, it's so hard to realize that actually I can't see. I cannot operate. And the church for many years, even before Christ, there are a lot of Christians that, and probably religious people who are then, before the Bible, that were so religious, but yet that darkness around them. There was darkness in their journey. There was darkness in their life, but they couldn't actually understand. They couldn't see that they're in the dark. And Christ is coming to talk about the new journey of salvation, the new way of redemption. And he's saying, you repent. A lot of the Pharisees, I'm sure they felt offended. These were the religious people, people that were holding the society, and yet they're being taught to repent. A young man like Joseph, who had just been born not long time ago, is talking about repentance. Who are you to tell me about repentance? When I gave my life to Christ, I had passion for evangelism. In those days, we used to call it evangelism explosion, where you go and reach out one-on-one. -on -one. And I remember I met this gentleman. He was a bit older. And he told me, my friend, you're too young to talk to me about Christ. I knew, I knew God before you were born. I knew God before you were born. What are you talking about? And the point I'm saying today, that unless you acknowledge your environment that is dark, unless you acknowledge you, your space, your operations are not in the right place, and change your heart and change your mind, you don't have the light. John adds by saying that this message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him 
and yet walk in the darkness. We lie and do not live out the truth. If I stand here today, And tell you that I'm walking the Christ. But still surround myself with darkness. I'm not lying to Christ. I'm lying to myself. And today I want to encourage us. I've said. Each one of us. It could be in a small way or a bigger way. There's always that a place of weaknesses. A corner that you. You throw everything well away in your house. And Christ is saying, I want to clean that corner and throw those things away and make it bright. He says, but if you walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, Purifies us from sin. That's according to First John, chapter one, five to seven. Most people who sat on this hill, as popular known as the Sermon on the Mountain, these were ordinary men and women. Probably many of them did not even know who Jesus was. Few of them had seen some of the things he did. And nevertheless, he told these people, You are the light, you are the salt. Christ's desire is not asking clean people to go to him, Christ is inviting us. Christ is inviting me to come to him as Fred with all my dark places, with all my challenges so that he can walk with me, join with me and make me to be who he wants me to be. And the reason why Christ is calling these people, you are the light. He's not calling them because they are holy and pure people. He's calling them. He knows. He can see they had the desire to come to him. They had desire to sit down and listen to him and his message of salvation. And my prayer today that Christ is not calling each one of us to come to him clean. Christ is not calling perfect people to call to him. Christ is calling people that have understood that they have darkness around them. Christ is calling people that they feel, they know that their life is not in order. They know that they are not right with him. But they are willing to sit down and listen to his message of salvation. And Paul telling the Romans in Romans 3.23, he says that for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. None of us is perfect. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. 
None of us is perfect. When we come before Christ, we are not coming before Christ because we are good people. We are not coming before Christ because we are perfect people. We are coming before Christ because we need healing. We are coming before Christ because we need transformation. We are coming before Christ because we need salvation. And that's why Christ looks at these people and tells them, you are the light. Because when you sit down with me and listen to my message, when you sit down and listen to my teaching, when you sit down and listen to my conversation, you become more like me as Christ, the light. Light cannot be anything than what it is. It's bright. It dispels darkness. It enables us to see what we are doing. The role of Jesus is not to judge us. But it's all to guide us and help us to see what we are doing. The other thing I want to share with us is that if we are the light, we need to live as children of the light. You know, it's very easy for me or you, anybody else, for Sunday to be holy and Monday to be back to yourself. Sometimes we leave the gospel of Sunday message where Sunday... You want to be so close to God. Sunday, you, you want to, to show the desire. But when it comes to Monday, we are different. It doesn't take long. Sometimes when you're driving on the road and, and somebody just crosses or pushes ahead of you and then you are Yourself. The other bit of us comes out. It's, it's, it's very easy. It's very easy. A friend of mine who is a pastor went to a home to visit another family. And uh, when he sat down in that particular house, he noticed that the lady in the house was quarreling the cat. And she was so annoyed with the cat. And, and, and my friend was wondering, okay, the cat has done a mistake, but why are you yelling and shouting at the cat? Probably just, you probably should have waited. I, I go home first. Just let, let me go fast, and then you can deal with the cat. But he's seated, and the lady is, is yelling at the cat. He's, he's chasing the cat around in the house. He had to just excuse himself and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to, I have to go. I had some other stuff I need to do. Self it does not know how to hide because it comes out in, in the most weird places that you're not expecting. 
You saw during COVID, some of us, when we went to buy stuff in the supermarket, you saw ladies fighting over tissues in the supermarkets. People were so personal in the shopping centers. The Sermon on the Mountain lays out Jesus' moral vision for humility. They're emphasizing the importance of compassion, humility, and forgiveness. While delivering his message on the mountain in Matthew chapter 5 and the next chapters, Jesus brings out the message of love as he encourages he encourages his listeners to love their enemies and pray for them. And I like the way John echoes these words by saying that anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or a sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister and lives in the light and lives in the light and there's nothing in them to make them stumble. That's according to John, 1 John chapter 2, 9 to 10. And my message today that we need to give each other care. We need to forgive, sorry, we need to forgive each other and care for the poor and the marginalized. Your brother is not your enemy. Your sister is not your enemy. It's so easy to, 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 to deal with like I said, there's always some kind of darkness, whether it's unforgiveness that is just, it wants to go, but, it, but you just like, you can't let it go. Unforgiveness. Bitterness. I can, I can name so many of them that rest in our hearts. And that's why I like what John is saying here. That if anyone claims to be in the light but hates a brother or a sister, is still in the darkness. It may not sound true, but it's true. That we as Christians still carry unforgiveness, still carry hatred, still carry bitterness, still carry whatever you name it in your heart. There's still a bit of darkness in us or in me that needs to leave for us to experience the true light of Christ. Because the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us is there to help us to become pure and clean and better. But not to give credit to bitterness, hatred, anger, frustration, all those things that come in us. And the last thing I want to share with us is if we are the light, we need to serve as children of the light. Verse 15, neither 
do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl? Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. My message today, my message today, put your light on its stand by taking your place. Put your light. Put your light. I'm repeating it again. Put your light on its stand by taking your place. Jesus said that whoever acknowledges me before others, I'll acknowledge. I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. It's very easy. It's very easy to be tired. And I know many times even me I feel tired. It's very easy to feel that you have nothing to give. It's very easy to feel that you don't have any gift to offer. It's very easy to feel that your role is not a gift from God. But when I, when I talk about serving, it's not just serving here in the church. You know, the best place you can actually serve Christ is your place of work. It's not even here, because many of us who come here, probably we're coming to encourage one another. But there's so many places, there's so many people at your place of work that need encouragement. There's so many people at your place of work that need pastoral care. There are so many people at your place of work that are looking for somebody just to tell them, you know what, I trust you. I believe in you. I respect you. You're so kind. You're so caring. But you know, it's very easy to be the other round at your place of work. And sometimes I ask myself, if, if someone came to my place of work and asked people, that friend of mine who is Christian, will they be able to remember there's a Christian friend there where you work or where you work? Can they actually identify with your Christianity if indeed you are the light in that particular place? So my prayer is that your place of work, that will be a place of service for Christ. Because if we are the light, we need to serve the children of the light. So please, my prayer is that we not just put on our, our light on the stand on particular days, and then you pull it off, you put it away. My prayer that you can put that light shining. Whether you're driving, whether you're working, whether you're shopping, that that light people can see, that you're able to stop and tell somebody, thank you. You're able to stop and tell somebody, I appreciate you. You're able to stop and tell somebody, God loves you. As you serve those places.
Those people who met Christ on the mountain were common, ordinary people with no titles, no positions. They were peasants and fishermen and tax collectors. Not scribes or Pharisees or Sadducees. They were people like us with their own weaknesses, yet Christ referred to them the light of the world. While talking about a thorn in his flesh, Apostle Paul said, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take away, to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. He said, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. You know, sometimes we think about Paul and we think Paul was perfect. We think about Paul and think Paul must be a very extraordinary person. And I want to encourage us that Paul and so many other people that we read about the Bible, these were ordinary people like any of us. That when Christ is talking about us as light, he's not looking for specific people. He's looking for all of us to be the light of the world. The society that we live in today, we can make it look different. The culture that we want to happen, we can actually change the culture. We have the influence in us that can change the culture around us, in our homes, in our place of work, in our society today. We can change the culture. We can be the voice in our society today. We can be the voice in the society. We can be the leaders in the society. We can influence the constitutions of the society that we're living in today. But we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make. To serve as children of light. As I finish, I want to finish with the words of Paul to the Ephesians. He says, finally, brothers, be strong in the Lord, in the mighty power. Put on the full arm of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For we struggle, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers. Against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I've said earlier that our your enemy, and my enemy is not your brother, is not your sister. Our enemy is not the government. Our enemy is not the people that we we we, we work with. Our enemy is darkness. That if we can rally together to shine the light in this darkness, to pull down the strongholds, I can tell you the enemy is not asleep. Satan is not sleeping. The forces of evil are still working. The forces of darkness are still working. That we can rally together in the light, 
if you can work together to pull it down, the light is going to shine. And Christ telling these people on the mountain that you are the light. He believes in us. He believed in these people. He knew that they had the capacity to do it. And my message today, friends, Christians, brothers and sisters, I want to remind us today that we have the capacity to pull down, to call down, to push back the forces of evil that are destroying our society today. They're pushing our children to take drugs. They are pushing our young ones to commit suicide and do other things. We can bring them down by the light of Christ. And since we are the light of the world, we need to rise up today against the forces of evil in our society without fear. And as called the worship team to come back, uh, Elisha and team to come back on stage. The question today, are we still shining bright? Or are we let our light grow dim? Someone said that our light get dim when you stop praying, stop reading our Bible, when you stop going to Bible study, when you stop going to church, when you separate ourselves from other believers, and when we separate ourselves from God. When you stop praying, when you stop going to the fellowships, when you stop reading your Bible, when you stop identifying with other Christians, and finally, when you stop connecting yourself with God, your light switches off because you and I don't have our own power, don't have our own light. He's our source of our light. He's the source of our power. He's the energy. And today, my prayer is that Whatever you can do to reconnect back, whatever you can do to switch off, to reconnect. For some of us, there are things we need to switch off to reconnect. For others, you switch off, but you've not reconnected back to the source of the light. Maybe today is a day you are saying, God, I want to reconnect back to you. I want to come back to you and give my life to you and connect back to the source of the light. Let's stand on our feet, please, as I pray for you today before we sing. I want to pray for you this morning. Who's willing to say and make that decision? And you want today, you want to make right with Christ this morning. You are saying, I've been disconnected before, but today I want to make it right with Christ. Don't feel shy. Just slip up your hand this morning. I want to pray for you. Yes, thanks for that hand. Anyone else? Thanks for those hands over there. Anyone else? You want to reconnect back? Lord, we thank you for those hands that have been lifted up to you. 
even myself in many ways, and that's why my hand is up today. I've disconnected myself, and today I'm saying, Father, I want to connect back to the light. I want to make my life straight. I want to make my life back to you so that I can get back to the source of light and become light myself. And I pray, Lord, that may you help us to light our society. Help us to light our schools, our place of work, our environment, God. There are many things that have dragged us away from you, Father. Whether it's work that has disconnected us, family that has disconnected us from you, God. Many things that have disconnected us from your fellowship, from your love. I pray, God, that may you help us to get back to that reconnection, God. And today, as I stand before you, I pray that may you help us to connect back to that light. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.